Hello, you are about to listen to another episode of Beyond Clean, a podcast where we talk about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. I am your host, Dave Thompson. Yes, we are in Season 4. We broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. This is where the cleaning industry talks about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. We would love to have you on the show, so reach out to me, D. Thompson at academyofcleaning.com or at 888-999-6059. Be sure to listen to our live streaming that we will be doing this year on Podbean. Now, for today's show, let's get started. Well, folks, I just realized that I've been talking to myself and didn't turn on the mic and we weren't live, and I apologize for that. I know it's after one o'clock, so what I'm gonna say is good afternoon. It is one o'clock, well, it's actually uh, eight minutes after, and I see we have somebody on the line that's been patiently waiting for me to turn on live, so I, uh, I apologize about that. You know, got so many things here on my dashboard going on that I didn't realize I hadn't turned on the mic, so you are listening to Dave Thompson, a blunder a little bit on Thursday afternoon on Podbean Live. We are sponsored by Gym Supply. They have been providing uh, cleaning supplies that help improve lives since 1930. We're very happy to be sponsored by them. We do not have a guest speaker this afternoon. And as such, uh, you just get to listen to me talk to myself or I see we have a couple of people that are on live with us this afternoon. Thank you very much. If you come on and there's something that you'd like to talk about, uh, type it in there on the chat box for me. And who knows uh, if I want to, I might uh, I might have you come on live and talk with me so I'm not talking to myself. What I'm going to talk about this afternoon is frontline um, technicians, janitors, custodian, first responders, now that we're in this crisis, um, whatever that you would like to term those people that are out there doing the job of, of trying to keep these facilities safe. What I have found over the last couple of weeks in listening to questions and watching videos and talking with people that are in this industry not just from an in-house service uh, viewpoint, but also from a building service contractor's viewpoint, which we call BOCs, if you don't know that. The lack of education when it comes to protecting the frontline person that's doing the job day in and day out. If people are asking these questions, and they have already been in business, and they have people in the field currently. If they do not know the answers to the questions of how to put on and take off the PPE correctly, then that tells me that we have frontline people today going into potentially contaminated areas and they are not making sure that they're safe. Now, I don't mean that as they're intentionally doing it, but this is where we are at today, folks. 
what is happening is there is an awareness factor by everyone like we've never seen before. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of a personal story here because I was talking with my brother and uh, my brother's, uh, you know, he's just getting ready to turn 60. Of course, I'm a little older than the 60, but we were talking about what he does personally in his home during this time, you know, with his wife and his daughter, uh, his daughter's graduated college uh, or um, school. She's been out on her own. She's now back at, at home with them. Um, and we were talking about, you know, their personal protective and what they're doing to take, keep safe uh, because um, they have some, well, you know, like most of us, we have a pre-existing health condition of some sort. And so what we were talking about was what we're doing. And it became evident to me that even though my brother has been listening to me for several years, has not heard the message correctly. And what we are doing is we're seeing what's on YouTube. We're seeing what's on Facebook. We're seeing what's on the five o'clock, 10 o'clock, one o'clock news, whatever news you're looking at, which these days COVID is 24 seven. The problem here is that whenever we as commercial businesses then send a frontline worker into that facility and they are working for us, there is a responsibility factor that we must shoulder. And some of what we're going to be talking about in our class on Saturday is the donning and doffing of PPE. Now, I'm not going to bore you with all of the details here this afternoon, but if you're listening to this, uh, this is a Thursday afternoon. You can register for the class right up until, well, pretty close to showtime on Saturday. One of the biggest things that I'm finding that we have got to make sure is that our people are fully protected. Now, having gloves, having a face shield, having goggles, having all of these things is the first step. But if you do not put them on correctly in the correct order, when you go to take them off, then you can't do it. And if you take your PPE off incorrectly, now we're talking about the frontline worker or yourself, if you're going to be joining your team, if you do not take that off correctly, which is what they call doffing, if you do not do this in the proper procedure, you could die. Yes, that's exactly what I said. We are not joking around, folks. This is not something that, well, you know, we'll get to it. We'll think about it. No. What we're talking about is the first janitor uh, that I know of died last week, I believe last Friday, died from COVID-19. Now, I do not know the circumstances. All I know is that's the report. I do not know of another one. I'm sure there will be. The thing is, is this has not run its full course. Our, our janitors are out there now currently. Whenever the facilities are turned back on, and, and as you heard the president say, flip the switch and everybody get back to work. Whenever that is, whenever that switch is flipped and you're told, okay, let's go back to work. Is that facility safe? And 
are we sure that somebody hasn't come in that hasn't been infected uh, and, and now, uh-oh, here they are. So one of the questions I got was, you know what, I, I'm, I'm in here doing all of this um, disinfecting and I'm doing all these processes right now, getting the building ready. What's going to happen if somebody comes in and starts coughing? Well, you know, I'm gonna tell you this folks, you know, the allergy season is in full swing right now. I'm in Florida and I just got through with my, you know, hour long bicycle ride you know, my, my exercise that I needed to get. And, and hey, I know you're probably thinking, oh, wait a minute, hold it. No, I got to tell you, the bike trail is pretty clean right now. There's not a lot of people out there. And if there is, I guarantee you, we're six feet apart by all stretches. So, you know, there was allergies in the air. You know, the pollen is coming out. The leaves are just now coming out. It's springtime, right? So just because somebody coughs or sneezes doesn't mean they've got an infection. They got allergies for the most of the time, right? Now, what do we do when we recognize this? See, our, our, our sense of awareness now is heightened. Now, when you come on the class, we'll talk about, you know, the coughs and the sneezes. And if you've heard everybody talk about this, COVID-19 is in the droplets and those droplets are airborne. Now, the reason you wear the mask is to keep from spewing and I know, I know I don't want to be gross here on the air this afternoon, folks, but, you know, from spewing out our body fluids through just natural talking, we do this, you know, when we cough, we don't want to spew this out. Now, think about this. If somebody has been in that facility and has spewed these viruses onto the surfaces, and we're not talking just viruses. Infection prevention is not just about COVID-19. Infection pr prevention is about all uh, pathogenic bacterias and viruses that we're in control of. Whenever I then take my gloved hands and I touch something and move it, I take a chair and I move it, I, I open the door, I, I grab whatever it might be. Hey, even my vacuum cleaner or my floor machine, they might have stuff on the handles as well. Your gloves are now contaminated. Now you are protected as long as those gloved hands don't touch certain parts of your body. Now, what I found out when I talked with my brother about what he was doing personally at home and, and all of this, I found out, well, you know, he's talking about, Oh, you know, I go and I, I, I make sure that I don't have uh, this on my hands and, and I use instant hand sanitizer on my gloves. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say that's good or bad. But he says, oh, I open the car door, uh, you know, and the first thing I do when I get in the car is I take off my mask. And I said, okay, so what did you do? He goes, oh, no, 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 I don't take off the mask first. I leave that on. I clean my gloves and I take uh, my gloves off. Then I clean my hands with sanitizer and then I grab my mask and take my mask off. It's the last thing I do. Folks, that step, if you're a frontline worker in a contaminated area, could possibly kill you. Because here's the, the truth of what we're going to be talking about in our class on Saturday and also next week. The mask is contaminated on the outside. As you're breathing in, you're drawing in particulates. So if you are in an area 
and you do stir up viruses off of the surface. The airborne stuff is on the outside of your mask. You touch your hand to the outside of your mask. I mean, your bare hand to the outside of your mask. Now your hands are contaminated. There is a proper way to doff your PPE. So folks, this afternoon, what I'm trying to tell you is it's extremely important in this time that you pay attention to every single detail. This is why we are going to be doing this class uh, this Saturday. We're going to have the class on, uh, on the 22nd. We will give you that in the show notes so that you can go to those classes. We're doing that every day. But folks, this is the severity of what we're talking about. Now, one of the other questions that I got was, what do I do with the PPE once that somebody has used it? Now, there's many different situations out there. And in this after, you know, this afternoon talking with you, I cannot cover all of them. Even in the class we're going to be doing, I can't cover all of them. Here's what I want to tell you. PPE, once it's taken off, needs to be disposed of in a proper way. Just the same as I said, when you doff your PPE, you have to do it in a certain uh, order. Uh, there is a certain way to put it together and to dispose of it. Now, where do I dispose of it was one of the questions I had. And so what I want to tell you is... If there is no visible signs of body fluid on the protective equipment that you have taken off or doffed, then it is considered regular waste and goes into your regular waste. Now, we will cover exactly how to do that in our class, but what I'm telling you this afternoon is if it has visible body fluids on it, then it must be disposed of as a hazardous waste. And then of course, that's going to be, you know, depending on your environment, how do you dispose of hazardous waste? Now, I think this is very interesting because I know this afternoon what I'm talking about with you right now is infection prevention. But conversely, I just got off the phone with a gentleman from Texas that was looking at one of the triple S products called orange attack, which is a chemical to remove adhesives, or at least that's what we do a lot with it. And he had seen one of our videos of how to use this product. And he said, you know, the thing about it is, is I'm very concerned about how do I get rid of that waste? I've been selling products folks for a long time. I've been in the, the, this business for over 45 years. It's very, very seldom that anybody ever asked me, how do I dispose of the waste of the product? But folks, we are thinking differently today. We are asking questions that we've never asked before. I was very happy that the gentleman asked the question because what that meant is that he is concerned about the issues and the issues are protecting people because if you don't care, you're just going to throw it down the septic system and say, Oh, you know, somebody else take care of it. So what we're going to do for him is whenever he orders his product, 
we will get a SDS with that product and it'll be sent to him. And uh, I advised him to get with his local waste management, talk with them, show them the SDS and ask their advice as to how he should best dispose of the waste once that he has removed the adhesive. Folks, these are the questions that are being asked today. These are the issues of the day, regardless of whether we're talking infection prevention from norovirus or COVID-19 or C. diff, or whether we're talking about, uh, like I was talking earlier this week with Sean DeVore, when we were talking about how to take care of carpet and um, uh, LVP, the questions today are different than they have been in previous months. My hope is that as you're listening to me this afternoon here on Podbean Live, that you will also then be asking these questions well into the future. Because what we do in facility maintenance, in facility care, never stops. We only have these peaks at these types of times where people pay attention to what we're saying, where our clients and the general public want to hear the message that we've been trying to talk. Folks that are listening to this, I will guarantee you, if you're listening to this in a recorded version or live with me this afternoon, I've seen a number of people come on live this afternoon. You know, you're the ones that are looking to get knowledge. This is why you're listening to these podcasts. This is why you're asking the questions. Impart the information to the to to these people that are that that you know to the customers and the general public. You know, one of the other questions I got, and it was after Sean was on air with us this week, and Sean and I talked about this a little bit. Was you know, do I can I can I just use the same disinfectant on my carpet that I used on the countertops? There's really technically nothing that says you can't. But as you have heard, almost everybody that has come on air with us over the last two weeks, and you're probably seeing this in most of the media now, people are coming to the realization that you can't disinfect with a disinfectant product, chemical, if you didn't pre-clean first. And so the issue with carpet is that we know you cannot remove the visible soil. Uh, it's just too heavily laden. And in our carpet cleaning class, we talk about this. So best practice that I can give you this afternoon, folks, is that what you want to do is you want to actually take and, well, let's say it this way. You want to dry extract. And what we teach here at the academy is that you dry extract with a twin brush, um, I will say pile lifting type system. Now, it's not a pile lifter like those of us have been in the industry for a long time, no. Although if you've got one, I would say that'd be a great thing. What we're talking about is a dual brush, counter rotating um, cylindrical brush system that lifts dirt. And my advice to you, if you're listening this afternoon, would be to remove as much visible soil with that unit as absolutely possible, which means you may have to go over it multiple different times. And when I say multiple, I am not talking about one or two times. 
I have seen pieces of carpet that needed to be run over with the machine a minimum of 15 times. And you're probably going, oh my gosh, how is it possible that we can do 15 times? Well, the whole thing about this is that carpets are laden with soil. The soil is below the surface and it's pushed down, it's ground down. If you spray a disinfectant on it, the soil is simply going to consume the active ingredients in the disinfectant and do nothing. Now, once that you have removed as much dry soil as absolutely possible with the twin brush, uh, counter-rotating brush machine, now once it has removed as much as it possibly can, then what you want to do is you want to either use low moisture extraction or wet extraction. And when you do this, our best solution is to rinse. Now, if you do use a chemical, use as low a pH product as you possibly can and rinse that carpet until you get no turbid water back in your machine. Now, these processes in carpet and what I'm talking about is going to take time. This called deep cleaning. Everybody's got a different term for deep cleaning. And I can tell you some people's term of deep cleaning is to use water and throw it on the carpet and suck it out. And they say, oh, we deep cleaned it. Well, if you can't get dry soil out with a machine, then it's time for liquid. But if you use liquid before the dry soil is out, then all you're doing with your water is making mud. Now, these are common sense things, folks, I'm talking about this afternoon. I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody that's listening is going to agree with me on these points. On the other hand, when I go to rinse the carpet, I want to continue to rinse until I get no turbid water back. Then and only then have I got everything out of there. So whatever disinfectant or sanitizer or bioproduct that you want to use on your carpet surface, then and only then can it have any effect. And the vert is still out from everything that I have seen as to how there, there's no real way, folks, that I have seen. And if you're listening to this and you've got a better solution, by all means, as I said in the start of the show this afternoon, I love feedback. <clears throat> I have not seen any scientific way to prove that a carpet has been sanitized. Not like we can do with ATP meters on a hard surface. Which I guess leads me to another thing. You know, I'm just kind of ranting and raving this afternoon because nobody's talking with me. And so it's my afternoon to give you my thoughts. ATP. You know, in, in the conversations I had with Ken yesterday and with Daryl earlier and uh, um, uh, gosh, um, several other people that we've had podcasts with over the last 10 days. If, in fact, we know that we are cleaning for health, how is it that we can say that if we are not requiring some type of measurement of our services. 
How is it that you know that you disinfected a surface? I have watched countless individuals of at all levels use disinfectants incorrectly. And then as Ken said yesterday, uh, went along behind and did my ATP counts and proved the fact that no matter what they used, there was not a safe reduction of bio load on the surface. So my point is this folks is, you know, after our frontline people have done their job and have done due diligence as far as they know, are we measuring the outcomes? I asked Ken this yesterday in our podcast, you know, why is it that we consider proper tools in this industry, a vacuum cleaner, uh, an auto scrubber, microfiber, a disinfectant. But, you know, I don't hear anybody saying, where's your ATP meter? I don't hear anybody putting into their, their startup package an ATP meter and swabs. People say, oh, that's too expensive. You know what? I see people with an auto scrubber trying to scrub a floor and spend thousands and tens of thousands of dollars on an auto scrubber that has nothing to do with protecting the health of the people that use that facility. But yet, whenever we talk about a, a, an ATP meter, which is less than $1,500, it's it's too much trouble. It's, it's too much. It's always two of something. And my point is, I know who is concerned about just doing the job. And I know who is actually concerned about providing a safe surface for their clients. And I think this is the place that we're in today. We are not in the same place. And I hope, I pray that going forward from this, that we will have a new normal that will include the proper PPE, the donning and doffing of the PPE, protecting those people, and the measurement of the outcomes of our processes. We're going to talk about these things and many more things on the 11th of this month. We'll also talk about them on the 22nd of this month because those are some main things. Now, I've been talking here for about a half an hour, and uh, probably everybody's like, you know, I really don't want to sit and listen to this guy talk to himself all the time. I hope that the information I'm giving you this afternoon is, is good. I've got two more points I want to make. And then, you know, if I don't have anybody come on with a question, then I probably will. Uh, there'll be a short afternoon for us. My other two points is this. And, and Ken was, you know, Ken and I, we've known each other for a while. And I think it was pretty, pretty neat, you know, because I dinged him on this early and he was, he's trying to learn. We use the word training all the time. I mean, everybody uses this word, you know, well-trained, well-trained, well-trained. Um, a gentleman back some time ago in my career taught me a valuable lesson. He was older than I, and I was the young kid. And I was talking about all this training that, that, that we do and everything. And he says, you know, he says, the problem with you is that you're using the word training like I'm a uh, two-legged animal or like I'm a four-legged animal. And I said, what do you mean? He says, I'm not a four-legged animal. You don't train me. Oh, I'm like, okay, that's the only word that I'd ever known. This is what everybody said we do. We train people. I didn't really mean to. 
And I'm like, I didn't really mean to upset you, guy. He says, no. He says, the whole thing about it is, is training is what you do with a dog. The dog doesn't know why he is doing what you're doing, but he just knows that if he does it right, you're going to give him a reward. He says, I'm not a dog. I'm not an animal. I'm a human being. I said, okay, so explain a little more. He says, you educate me. I have two legs and a brain. Educate my brain, and then I can be trained to do what my brain knows. Folks, what I'm telling you this afternoon is just like I've been saying here for the last half hour. What we have been doing in our industry is we have been training people to simply go in and do a task. The reason that these tasks are not getting done appropriately, the reason that you have a revolving door of employment is that you're not educating the brain of the people that are the most valuable resource. Without your frontline worker, without these technicians doing the job, you have no business. You have no organization. If you do not take care of them, and so to this gentleman's point, as he taught me, is what we do here at the Academy of Cleaning Excellence is we teach, we educate. And this is what the class is going to be about. Every class we do, it is not about a product. It is not about a piece of equipment. It is not about convincing you that this is what you have to have or this is what you have to do. We are trying to make you a better educated consumer so that when you use the tools of the trade that you have at that time, that you will have better outcomes. Because why are you doing what you're doing if not for the outcome? You know, the thing is, is all of the tools, all of the equipment, all of the chemicals have only one reason for being used, and that is to get an outcome. And that outcome is not the way it looks. We are in a war this afternoon, folks. If you have listened to me now for 30 minutes, I am telling you, folks, we are in a war. I have said this for a decade or more. We are in a war every day against an unseen enemy that is invisible to the naked eye. You cannot visibly look at a surface and say it's clean. All I have to do is spray and wipe it with a disinfectant. It doesn't work. You're fooling yourself. And today we're starting to realize these things. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about this afternoon is something that is very dear to my heart, and it's called our Rockstar Custodian Program. I don't know if you've seen this before or heard about it. We traveled the country with it last year. Of course, now we're not traveling with it because we can't. We will be back on the road with the Rockstar program. What is the Rockstar program? We put this together with the help of a couple of individuals in the industry, and it is to help organizations like yours identify the Rockstar custodians in your organizations. Now, you may think you know who they are, and you may judge or evaluate them based on yeah, well, their popularity or the fact that they come to work on time or the fact that they, well, they cleaned real well or they're, they're always there to help me. And all of those things are good. But what we do in the Rockstar program is the first thing we do is take the word custodian 
and we break it down and give you nine personality traits of what a rock star custodian should be. And what we did is during the uh, 2019 year, we asked for nominations, which we are still doing today. Anybody can nominate anybody other than yourself to be the rock star custodian for 2020. So in 2019, we did this. There's a form, and I'll give you the website address here in just a moment. But you go to the to the, the website, and you'll see the criteria. You fill that out, and you nominate your person. We had 90, I think it was 94,000 nationwide votes. And we recognized one lady uh, in Florida that actually gained 42,000 votes. Now, what is a Rockstar program? It's five motivational sessions. These are not classes. They are not certification programs. They are motivational sessions to help you identify, first of all, what a Rockstar custodian is, what we're looking for. The next session is identifying a Rockstar family. Then we go into three supervisory sessions of how to supervise a Rockstar custodian, how to supervise a Rockstar family, and how to be a Rockstar leader. Now we're gonna do something very unique. Next Wednesday, we are going to give you a one hour session. It'll be handled through Zoom. So if you're listening to this right now and you'd like to get in, it's going to be free of charge. Usually it's $149 a person for the one hour session. But right now we believe that this is uh, needed to be. And so we're going to have this nationwide broadcast. I'll get, you'll get the details in the, in the notes. But download zoom.us. Everybody's using it. We've been using it for our classes for years. Um, so go ahead and, and jump on that, get that. There'll be a nine digit uh, code number that will air. We're also going to be doing this live on the air on our podcast channel simultaneously. So as we're doing right now, we're doing some testing. Um, what I'm doing right now is I'm actually running the Zoom program and the podcast. So if you're simply a person that listens to a podcast, you can listen to us. If you want to watch the presentation and listen, you can do it on Zoom. So that's going to be next Wednesday afternoon at 1 o'clock. We will have this nationwide live free broadcast of the keynote session of the Rockstar Custodian Program. It's one hour in length or maybe a little bit longer. We will have some interactive sessions in that. So if you're listening to the podcast, it will be hard to uh, join with us in the interactive part. So anyway, enough of the Rockstar. I gave you the free thing we're gonna do. I've talked for about 40 minutes. You're probably tired of listening to me. I thank you to all the people who have come on and off this afternoon. I see if you have uh, listened the, the whole time. I appreciate that. Like and share whatever we do here. As I said, folks, we are sponsored by Jim Supply, where they have been improving lives with cleaning supplies since 1930. They are a distributor of janitorial goods over central Florida. 
and well beyond because of uh, the ability to, to uh, ship things these days. Folks, I want to say thank you. Like and share everything we do here. Um, there's three words. Every podcast, every time that we get together, I would like for you to make sure that whatever you do between now and the time that we talk again, make sure that it is healthy, positive, and proactive. This is Dave Thompson. I'm going to sign off for today. Hopefully, we'll see you tomorrow at 1 o'clock when we come on live back here on Podbean Live. We're out of here.